Welcome to the WVS Podcast, brought to you by WeddingVideographySchool.com, your online resource for building a wedding videography business from start to finish. And now, here's your host, Michael Lee Ring. Hey everyone, this is Michael with WeddingVideographySchool.com. You're listening to another episode of the WVS Podcast, episode four. On this episode, I wanna talk to you guys about something that I think is very important uh, for wedding videographers, Um, but I know not everybody would agree with me, and that is audio. Um, The reason I say maybe not everybody would agree with me is there are people out there doing really awesome videos um, that don't really have anything but music in them, right? So. Maybe there's no sound bites from the ceremony or toasts or anything like that. Um, And if that's the case, then then cool, you can skip this episode. Um, But for those of you that are doing videos that have audio, and you know maybe uh, maybe you're struggling with the audio side of things. Maybe uh, you're like me. Uh, A few years ago, I (laughs) I had a wireless system that I sort of knew how to use, but occasionally I'd get like major interference, um, you know, and, and things would go wrong and I'd end up with uh, a, a not so great audio quality uh, recording. So um, for those of you who want to learn to have better audio or are curious, you know, maybe you don't even know where to start with audio, well, this is, this is going to be an awesome episode. Um, I'm basically going to break down my audio setup uh, that I currently use, and you know, this is subject to change. I, I'm still learning things. Um, you know, I've been doing this. I've done over a hundred weddings, <laughs> and I'm still learning. So, uh, for right now, this is what is getting me through uh, this season. Uh, I might update a couple things next year, uh, but for right now, I'm going to go through my current setup. Um, we'll talk about the audio that we use uh, on camera and um, then what I use uh, for ceremony and reception um, so you, that you can get bows and you can get toasts and you can get great natural sound from throughout the day. Um, so let's, let's get started. Uh, you know, I have a lot of people and it's usually second shooters or people that kind of know what I do who ask me about audio they say how do you how are you doing your audio stuff is like that's the question that that's how they phrase it too is how are you doing your audio stuff um and for a lot of videographers we're used to getting a great image we know how to use our camera we're all about 4k and 120 frames per second and uh color uh, grading and using Magic Bullet or DaVinci Resolve or whatever it is that people get excited about. Um, but then when it comes to audio, I feel like a lot of us kind of drop the ball. And I, like I said, I was I was in the same position a few years ago where I, I just didn't feel confident in my audio uh, recording capabilities. And so I made a commitment to myself Uh, My goal for the year became, I am going to spend money on audio equipment and I am going to learn how to use it and how to get great audio if it's the last thing I do. 
I was very determined um, because it, it was a weak spot for me. And I don't know about you guys, but if you have a weak spot, you know, it's something that creates a lot of fear and anxiety. Uh, whenever you have to go out and shoot something, um, you're always thinking about that weakness that you have. And I, I just wanted to eliminate that uh, feeling around audio. So I did that. I, I committed to spending money. And yes, you are going to have to spend a little bit of money. Uh, I'm sorry to say it. I know. <laughs> I Listen, I am a big proponent of saving money and not spending money on a lot of new gear and stuff like that. Um, but when it comes to audio, you really are gonna have to spend some money. Um, there are some cheap options out there. And it's, it's funny, I, you know, this is one of my biggest pet peeves is um, DJs who don't use good audio equipment. It's like the most ridiculous thing to me because your whole job is based on having good sounding audio, right? And for those of you who don't know, DJs don't just show up, uh, well, most DJs don't just show up to a wedding and just play music. Um, a lot of DJs also set up like a PA system for ceremonies. Um, maybe they're not doing it at the wedding that you're at, but I promise you they are doing it at other weddings. Um, and so they kind of have a responsibility to provide good audio to their clients and it's amazing how many DJs show up with these uh, no-name like microphones and I can just tell by looking at the body style usually of the unit that they're using that it's like terrible sounding and like it, it doesn't have it like it just doesn't have a strong signal you know like no matter how many times you scan the frequencies and sync it up and whatever like it's just it doesn't work so uh, you can't get more than like 10 feet away without having some crazy interference in the wireless microphones and I could go on and on about DJs who don't who don't take pride in what they do but this isn't really about that um, but basically what I'm saying is that you know as video people you know audio sometimes comes secondary um, but we really need to we really need to make it a priority, um, unless unless of course you're you're doing a video that you know you don't you don't care if it doesn't have uh, sound bites and stuff in it. So, um, but anyway, back to the setup. Um, let's start with just recording audio during like bride prep or groom prep or you know just stuff where nobody's really like. You're not really trying to get anything specific. Um, I use a Rode shotgun mic on top of my camera, like most videographers. Um, you know, Rode has a variety of microphones, um, and they range from like you know 100 bucks all the way to 300 bucks. I think um, I just get like a middle ground one. It's just a shotgun microphone, nothing fancy. Um, I think mine is like five years old, um, and it's. It's kind of on its last legs. I'm probably gonna have to get a new one soon, um, which which will be nice because they, they've started making them a little bit smaller, um, and mine is kind of long and ridiculous looking. So um, it's it'll be nice to have a smaller one. Um, so yeah, I, I use that on top of my camera for bride prep and groom prep, um, and that's that's what I have on my camera for like half the day. Um, so right there, just with 
a simple road shotgun microphone you've solved pretty much half your problems <laughs> uh, with audio um, very very easily just make sure you do turn that microphone on um, what I do is I when I show up to a wedding the first thing I do is I turn that microphone on and I just leave it on all day uh, the batteries last pretty long the one I use has a 9 volt battery in it and I've left it on for you know eight hours a day for several days um, so it's it's a good battery it's a good system um, so just turn it on and leave it on until you're done with the wedding that's that's my advice uh, the worst thing that you can do especially if you're not using headphones to monitor your audio which I, I do advise that you do um, but if you're not doing that it's easy to think that you're recording sound and then realize that your microphone was off like half a day and that's uh, pretty disappointing. So uh, don't be that person. Um, so that's, that's really it for my on-camera setup. Um, the next thing that I, I worry about is ceremony and this is probably the more complicated setup that I have. Um, and basically, it's two wireless microphones uh, right now, I have a Sennheiser EW100, uh, the G3 series. Um, it's a transmitter and receiver. Um, and those, I think they run brand new. Maybe they're like seven or eight hundred dollars. Well, probably not. They might be six or seven hundred. I don't know. But you can find a good quality. Um, you know, find a good quality. Uh, set on eBay that hasn't been abused and usually you can just tell from the pictures whether it's been abused or not um, if it looks really nice chances are that it works just fine and you know I found that people on eBay are generally pretty honest about the condition of of things and so I've gotten a lot of great deals and a lot of great equipment on eBay um, you know you could probably pick up the uh, Sennheiser EW 100 G3 series for um, maybe like five, 500, 550, um, just kind of depending on when you're looking at, at eBay. Um, I, I really like these microphones. These are my go-to microphones. Um, I made the mistake of getting rid of uh, another G3 set that I had. So I had, I had two packs, um, well, four packs, two transmitters, two trans, uh, two receivers. And I, I got rid of them because Rode came out with this really cool idea, um, which is the Rode Link microphones. And basically, all you have to do is turn them on and they pair to each other automatically and they switch frequencies automatically to like always have the strongest signal, which is awesome, but <laughs> the at least the sets that I've used, and I sent my first set back and had them send me a replacement set, um, they get this weird interference. Um, and it's not all the time, like sometimes they work perfect. And then sometimes they have like this weird kind of uh, like electronic interference that I can't quite figure out. Um, and it's, it's, that's really disappointing because even though it's pretty quiet in the recording, it still shows up and you can still hear it. Um, so 
you know, I think I'm going to switch back to the Sennheiser EW100 G3 series, um, just buy another one of those. So, um, and I put a microphone on the groom and the officiant. Those are where my two wireless microphones go. Uh, I do not mic the bride. You know, you can mic the bride. You can get like a, like a B3 or B6 uh, microphone. Uh, I'm trying to remember who makes it. Maybe it's Sure or something like that. They make these really small microphones that you can put on, you know, like a bride or something. But, you know, you're getting kind of into a weird situation where you got to, like, strap a pack on, like, a garter or something and put it under the bride's dress and then run a microphone up pretty much, like, into her bra. And, like, some some brides aren't even wearing bras. Um, with their dress and then you gotta like tape the microphone like between her boobs and like it can it can just get a little awkward and you know maybe I'd say like 50% of my brides probably wouldn't care if I wanted to do that but then 50% of them would so you know I just if you really wanted to go ham on audio you could you could totally Mike the bride I don't do it um, you know I just rely on the officiant and the groom microphones to pick up the bride so I get uh, omnidirectional the actual microphone that I use is just an omnidirectional uh, microphone I've replaced the microphones on the Sennheisers because I've lost them over the years um, so I replaced them with uh, there's a company called Nady or Natty, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but it's N-A-D-Y. And they make uh, an omnidirectional microphone that's like 20 bucks, I think, on like uh, Adorama camera, camera, which I also don't know how to pronounce. Maybe it's Adorama, I, I don't really know. But that's A-D-E-R-O-M-A. -E um, and so you can go there and pick that microphone up for about 20 bucks. Um, it's a great replacement microphone. I usually buy a few of them because you never know when one is gonna, um, you know, maybe you'll you'll pull a tug on the cable on accident too hard or something like that, and um, you know you'll you'll short it or the cable gets bad or whatever. So I always have a few of them on hand just in case. And, you know, it doesn't happen that often, um, so I don't want it to sound like, you know these are terrible microphones but uh, you just you, you want to have some backups um, so that's that's what I use for my wireless setup um, it's really important and a lot of people don't know this about wireless microphones but whenever you go to a new location you really need to scan uh, frequencies um, and different microphones have different methods of doing this I know on the Sennheisers there's an option for scan new list. Um, if you go, if you go into the menu under easy setup, you can go to scan new list. Uh, power on the transmitter and the receiver. Scan through the channels. It takes it takes like a good like 60 seconds or a minute and a half or something. So it's not like the fastest thing, um, but. Once it goes through there, it'll automatically select a bank and a channel for you to use. So I just hit set uh, twice to select that. And then um, 
uh, I hit the on and off button once, and then I uh, hit the set button and go down two notches to sync, and then you can flip open um, the packs, point them at each other, and sync, the channels will automatically sync to each other. Um, and you'll get like a little check mark that says the syncing is done. Um, I think that's a fantastic way um, to just make sure that your frequencies aren't gonna cross with something else in the area. I also, I'm really paranoid, I probably don't need to do this, but I usually have the DJ turn on their wireless system if they're using any, if there is like a DJ at the ceremony, I have them turn on like any microphones they're gonna be using uh, before I scan my frequencies, just so that I know, okay, my, hopefully the Sennheisers will detect you know, this other DJ's frequency, whatever he's on, and then it'll just put me on a different channel. Um, so that's that's what I suggest you do. I'm, I'm probably a little paranoid and it's probably not totally necessary, but uh, that's what I do for that. I plug both of my wireless uh, mics. I used to plug them into the cameras, just into the eighth inch jack on the, on like the 5D Mark III. Uh, I don't do that anymore um, because what has happened to me a few times is, you know, if you're, and this probably happens to every videographer, but you just get in the habit of stopping and starting your recording. Um, you know, you might have gotten, just gotten the shot of the bride walking down the aisle and you hit stop until you get back over to where your tripod is and then you put your camera on the tripod and then you hit start again. Well, the problem with that, obviously, if you have, you know, the efficient microphone plugged into your camera is then you're not recording the efficient audio, uh, which is a, obviously a big problem. So I, uh, oh, sorry about that. I uh, freaked out. I almost hit a bird here. Um, again, I'm driving. <laughs> this is a traveling episode, just like last week. I'm driving uh, home from Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Uh, which is a great ski resort. If you ever get the chance to visit, um, people are people are really friendly. While well, the townspeople are really friendly, I don't know about the tourists. They may not be as friendly. But uh, if you ever get a chance to visit Steamboat, it's beautiful in the summer. It's beautiful, well, kind of beautiful in the winter. It's great for skiing in the winter. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely make it out to Steamboat at some point. Um, but anyway, back to microphones. <laughs> Uh, obviously, if you plug your microphone into your camera and you hit stop and start at any point, you're going to lose that audio that's coming to your camera. So what I do is I just plug the microphones into external recorders. Um, right now I'm using the Tascam DR60s uh, for both my wireless microphones, but you could use a Tascam you know, DR40 or a Zoom H5 or H4 or N or whatever you really want you know just make sure that whatever you're using can take an eighth inch input or a XLR input um, so yeah that's that's the wireless setup um, you know and then there's other things to think about too like readings sometimes there's a reading during the ceremony I'd say about 50% of my weddings now maybe even more uh, have at least somebody who gets up and reads something. So it might be a guest or a family member or something of the wedding will stand up, read a poem, 
read some sort of literature about love or whatever. Uh, and that's, that's super common now. So I do one of two things depending on the situation. If there is a DJ there who I think is somewhat reliable, um, it's such a small part of the ceremony usually that I will rely on the DJ, um, his you know, microphone that he sets up uh, to capture that audio. Um, and what I'll do is I'll just plug another external recorder, not the DR60 or whatever I'm using for my wirelesses, those are separate, but I'll take another recorder um, and I will plug that into uh, the DJ's uh, auxiliary output, maybe on the back of one of their speakers. They usually have a line out. Um, typically it's like an XLR output on the back of uh, their PA system or, you know, like some sort of output, main output on their audio board or whatever. Um, and that way I uh, can get the reading. Um, if there is no DJ, right, let's say it's just an open air ceremony out in the middle of nowhere um, and you're the only run, you're the only person running audio equipment, then what I do is I take, I have a Shure SM58, uh, which is a vocal microphone. It's pretty cheap. I got mine on eBay for maybe like, I don't know, 30 or 40 bucks or something. It really wasn't that expensive. Um, and it just plugs in via XLR to my uh, recorder. So again, you can use a DR60 from Tascam or a DR40 or a Zoom recorder, um, something that takes an XLR uh, input. Um, the only thing is with that setup, set you have to use uh, phantom power. So just make sure that your recorder um, produces phantom power to power the microphone uh, because the microphone does not have a battery in it. Um, and one more thing about that is I, I do bring a mic stand with me uh, and I just set that microphone on the mic stand and there, it runs right into the recorder. It doesn't, obviously it doesn't amplify anybody's voice. So, you know, if that's the situation that I am in, I usually try to find whoever's doing readings and just let them know, hey, you know, when you get up to do your reading, please go up to the microphone, be aware that it's not gonna amplify your voice. So make sure you still talk loud enough to, for everybody to hear you. It's just for my video recording. And usually people are pretty good about that. Um, every once in a while I have someone who's nervous and they totally forget to go to the microphone, which sucks, but you know, sometimes uh, that happens. So um, not, much, not much you can really do about people who don't uh, follow your directions, but uh, that seems to work out really well. I keep my microphone stand kind of broken down in my tripod case. Um, I have an HPRC case, that's the brand, HPRC. Um, shout out to the guys at HPRC, they make really great cases. Very lightweight, very durable. Um, I throw my monopods and tripods all in one case and it's awesome. And I throw a mic stand in there because you never know when you're gonna need to set up a microphone for those readings. So that's my system for readings. Uh, you've heard my system for wireless, you've heard my system for on camera. 
What about if there is a string quartet or a violinist or a harpist or some sort of band that's playing music um, during the ceremony? Uh, well, I usually just use, you know, like a Tascam DR40. Right now I have a Tascam DR44WL. Um, and I'm not loving it. I think Tascam really tried to improve the DR40 and they, I think they fixed some things that weren't broken and kind of made it a little bit more of a pain to use. Um, so I recommend the Tascam DR40. I'm a big Tascam guy. But if you want to use a Zoom or whatever other brand, that's fine. Just make sure they have like good quality microphones on them. Uh, and I usually just set that up near the string quartet or the harpist, and that usually gets really good audio. If you wanted to really step it up a notch, um, Rode makes a microphone that I have called the NTG3, and I think they might have an NTG4 now. Um, I've never tried it, um, but the NTG3 is an awesome shotgun microphone a really great sound you throw that thing on a mic stand and point it uh, at whatever you want to hear um, I recommend you don't really go too much further away than you know five feet or something from whatever your source is um, but set that up and you can get some really great sounding audio I use it for interviews when I don't want to have a lapel microphone showing on my interview subjects I just set up a uh, Rode NTG3 microphone uh, plug that into a recorder, the same as the other setups I talked about. And again, that microphone, I believe also, yeah, it uses phantom power. So just make sure your recorder uh, can do, uh, can provide phantom power. Um, so yeah, that's, and that's, so that's how I record the music. Obviously, if the DJ is recording or playing music, um, you know, I'll get that from them via the recorder that's plugged in for the, the readings if they have a microphone set up. Um, and that's, that is pretty much my ceremony setup. The only thing I'll add is I do usually put shotgun microphones on the cameras too, um, just cause the in-camera audio isn't that great and it's kind of nice to have um, those shotgun mics on the camera for things like audio of you know the guests clapping when the couple leaves stuff like like applause um, or laughter during the ceremony usually I'll, I'll just use those microphones on the camera to pick up that audio and the nice thing about having you know all these microphones is you know you have kind of a redundancy right of um, of ways to record the ceremonies so that maybe if one microphone isn't working that well it maybe it won't turn out great but at least you'll have at least the couple will be able to hear the ceremony audio you know if you're doing like a full ceremony edit or whatever um but yeah i i love redundancy i love just having backup stuff um backup audio sources to use it makes me feel a lot better and every once in a while, it's pretty rare, but every once in a while I have to use it. And uh, it's nice when, <laughs> when you have the option to use it. Um, one other thing is you might be wondering, well, how do you sync up all of this stuff in post? That sounds like a pain to sync up all these microphones. Well, luckily, a company called Red Giant 
uh, makes a program called Plural Eyes, and it's a great program. I highly recommend it. Um, it will take your footage, you put everything on a timeline, it will take your camera footage and your audio and all your external recordings and it will sync them up for you. Um, I could probably do a whole other podcast just on that, but for today, I will let you guys kind of mess around with Pluralize. I think it costs like a hundred bucks, but it has saved me a ton of time. I would not want to have to go in manually um, like I used to do uh, and sync stuff up because that is just a real pain. So um, yeah, that's the ceremony setup. Uh, The last thing I want to talk about today is audio for reception. Um, And this is where I kind of differ. For the most part, I don't trust DJs like at all for audio. Um, But for some reason, I have really good luck with DJ audio at the reception. And that's probably just because there's no way that I'm gonna buy a wireless microphone and have a wireless microphone on hand for every person that might give a toast at a wedding. You know, sometimes you got like four or five people giving toasts. I'm not gonna put four or five separate wireless microphones on people and plug each of those microphones into four or five external recorders. I mean, that just, none of that would make sense. Um, So at the reception, I kinda am forced to rely on the DJ a little bit. but you know, luckily, I really haven't had too many issues um, with getting my toast audio. And you know, the way I do that is I just, you know, in the beginning of the day, I introduce myself to the DJ. I say, "Hey, I'm Michael. I'm the video guy. Um, I brought my own recorder and all of the cables that I could possibly need. I would love if you would just supply me with uh, like an auxiliary output or just like some sort of." line out output that I can record uh, toasts with. Um, and most DJs are more than happy to accommodate. Some DJs who don't know, like, and this is this is not uncommon, believe it or not, but you know, I have ran into this where some DJs just don't know their equipment, right? They have all these things on the back of these like mixers and racks and stuff that they've never used. And so they're afraid of you know, what's gonna happen if this video guy plugs his recorder into my mixer? Is he gonna like mess up what I'm doing? Um, and that's that can be rough, you know, having to convince a DJ that, don't worry, I do this all the time and I know what I'm talking about. Like, sometimes people don't want to admit that, yeah, you probably you probably know more than I do about my own equipment. And that that happens every once in a while. I run into someone who just, does not know their equipment and you know they're a little hesitant to let me plug in Um, so that's when you just got to charm them be really nice like don't give them a reason to say no to you be super helpful and really respectful and I'm sure that you could get them to do it Um, again it's not very often that I have to convince anybody usually most DJs are like okay yeah cool man here the outputs right here (laughs) Like, usually it's that easy. Um, Just have the DJ test the microphone. That's that's the one thing that can get you into trouble. If you're not testing it, listening to it with headphones and making sure that everything's coming into your recorder okay, um, 
you know, you, you could be surprised later and that's, that's not pleasant. So don't be surprised, make sure you test and do all that stuff. Um, I'm trying to think that, that is pretty much it for the reception. I, I like to roll on the whole thing. Um, I just record the whole reception basically until after like cake cutting or whatever the last like kind of eventish kind of thing is. There's not really much of a reason to record all the, you know, all the music that the DJ is playing or anything. Um, I've done it, but it's not really totally necessary. So, um, yeah, that's that's about it. Just make sure you hit record. Um, on the task cams, they you have to hit record twice, and the red light has to be solid. So don't forget about that. That is pretty much it for my audio setup. Again, I might switch some things up for next year, but I haven't made any decisions, and um, you know maybe I'll update this episode later on. But uh, that that is the audio setup. If you guys have any questions for me, feel free to email me at michael at weddingvideographyschool.com. You know, I, I do get a lot of emails from people and I love reading them. I don't always have time to respond to them right away. Um, and I do my best to respond to every email that I get. Um, sometimes one slips through the crack or one ends up in my spam folder for some reason. Um, so if you don't hear back from me, don't take it personally. I probably read it. I probably enjoyed your comments or enjoyed your questions. And if you have ideas for shows or whatever, please feel free to, to let me know. And you know, that, that stuff is not lost on me. Uh, so you know, don't hesitate to email me. If you emailed me once and then I never responded, email me again. Sometimes you just gotta be persistent. So. Um, especially during this time of year, it's wedding season here in Colorado and I'm traveling like every week and usually working about six days a week. And I, I ha still have a wife and kid <laughs> like I did last week. <laughs> um, so, uh, so life can be a little crazy around this time of year, but, um, and I just wanted to let you know that, uh, if you have questions or comments, you can always go to weddingvideographyschool.com. Uh, post your questions there. Um, you know, talk about, talk with each other, leave comments for each other on different posts. Um, if you guys have a certain way of doing things that works for you, leave a comment, let us know. If, if you have a better wi wireless microphone setup or audio setup in general than I do, please let me know about it. I'm always looking to improve. Um, and with that, that's, that's all I got for you guys this week. Um, Make sure you check out WeddingVideographySchool.com. Uh, if you're new to wedding videography, my book, uh, 10 Costly Mistakes um, Wedding Videographers Make and How to Avoid Them, uh, is on sale at the website. You can pick that up. Uh, honestly, I have spent a ton of time writing that and putting that together. So all you newbies out there, definitely download a copy of the book. I promise you it is worth it. Um, I know people don't like to spend money and I'm not a bit at, big advocate for people uh, spending money on dumb stuff. Um, but this book, had I read this when I first started, um, I'd be a lot better off. So uh, don't make the same mistakes I did. Check out the book and have a great week, everybody.